Hello and welcome back to By the Mash Tun, where we're going to brew some beers, drink some beers, and then have a little chat about some beers. I am Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hello, Carl Noble. Hi. How you doing, Mike yeah, Harrison I'm, Wood? I'm good. I've I've uh, not been up to too much this week. Other no, than... been keeping it pretty low key. Yeah, went went to the pub. Went that to was the nice. pub. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it helps that we both work in a pub. Yeah. Like, so did you, yeah. did you go to the pub other than just for work? Um, a little, and then I did some work. All right, good, good. Did you try anything nice? Yeah, oh, there's been some delicious beers, yeah. some delicious ones, but we'll get into that at we, some We point, will get I into guess. that, but, you know, we, we, we do, we're quite fortunate to try some very nice beers quite regularly yes. um, at the place that we work at. Yes. Um, what are we brewing today? Uh, well, I'm taking a crack at a New England Pale Ale, Ooh. because I've never, I've, I've never tried to do one. No? No. No, me neither, actually. Uh, like, but it's I'm basically doing a test run because I go to a music festival every year mm. and I always brew a load of beer to take down with me um, and serve from a hand pull um, just so that I don't have to spend so much money on beer. It does Seems work wise. out really cheap. Yeah. Um, and I always like to do a bit of a practice run. Um, so this year I'm going to try a New England Pale Ale and just because I think it'll work well because I've got no chiller down there. So it needs to be kind of good at tent temperature, which is yeah. around about 16 degrees. So it gets cool overnight. So first thing in the morning, you're getting like, you know, a 10 degree beer. <laughs> first but thing the in the morning. Goes, yeah. Well, it's festival time, isn't it? Yeah, true. But um, then later on in the day, you know, it's getting up to like 15, 16 degrees. Mm. So it's like, oh, okay, something has to be pretty robust. And I think um, this style will work this style. reasonably well. Yeah. Uh, just, ju- just because it's it's fruity it's murky it's yeah know. let's get into exactly what we mean by new england IPA. yeah let's do it okay so um my interpretation of new england pale ale is something that looks real dank like mm. it is like just cloudy as hell. yes light in color but yeah, but super yeah just murky and like real fruit flavors not mm. too much bitterness no like you, you, you don't want that like that ipa style bitterness right at the start no we, um, we talked a lot last week about how the sort of west coast ipas yes were noted by their incredible bitterness as well as a fruity hop flavor whereas this new england ipa the sort of east coast style is nothing like that it's, no no not at all well other than the intense fruity hop aromas well, well that's it like it, it's supposed to be like real full-on um like juicy fruit flavors mm. like normally tropical style fruits yes um and like just real big on the nose and real big on the mouth the mouthfeel is very important yeah, in the new you england want it, style you want it basically to feel like a cup of orange juice yeah essentially and you know maybe even look like a cup of orange juice with mm. bits but hopefully without too many bits lovely mm. yeah i'm really looking forward to it i've never let's say i've never tried it before yeah uh, also something else i haven't done is we have just mashed in but i haven't set my timer on the go oh no so i'm looking at i'm just looking at my clock now and i reckon i've got it okay okay so we're about five minutes in yeah i reckon because like going slightly over on the mash um isn't that much of an issue no yeah if if you run 10 15 minutes over on your mash ah well like yeah yeah. i've I've done overnight mashes like my my mash ton is thermally sound enough to not really lose thermally that sound it's thermally sound man oh, it's kind of like my fridge my fridge is thermally sound yeah yeah mine isn't oh god it's because you <laughs> drilled holes in it. my I drilled holes in mine i just sealed them up yeah no mine uh is because obviously when it's chilling it's fine 
because yeah. it's sucking the gaps inwards. Yes. But whenever it's heating, when it, when, it's blowing them outwards. Because mine's in the garage, and yeah. over winter, it means that the ambient temperature is actually a lot lower than what you want the fermentation to be. Yeah. And so it's actually blowing air out. So you're losing, you're losing I, heat that and way. And then losing a lot of that heat, and which then sucks it back in. and then it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas mine's in my kitchen, so yeah. it stays pretty much the same all year round. Uh, but yeah. you. I know, thanks. Um, yeah, so that's uh, well there you go we've talked about how long we're going to be mashing for yes it's going to be about an hour yeah um, but there's a couple of things that i am doing um slightly differently Ooh, this what are you time doing differently this time uh, well i'm trying for the first time um first wart hopping mm-hmm. Tell I me about I, that. I, I, yeah i don't know if you've come across it before so um normally when you're brewing a beer you would have um early edition hops for bittering um so you yeah. put them in right at the start of the boil and the idea is that it's just the alpha acids that come out yeah like it's just that real bitterness of the hops yeah uh you're not really looking for any other sort of like um fruit complexities or any anything else no um, just one dimensional flavor yeah that's it and obviously because new england style you don't want to emphasize that bitterness so you don't want to have no. that there you don't want it there at all. No, not really. Um, the first wart hopping is a way of imparting um, a, a, sm- a more rounded hop flavour uh, mm. right from the beginning. So what you do uh, when you transfer from the mash tun into the boil kettle, that's where you add in your first load of hops, so before the boil even starts. Yeah. So, so it's still at mashing temperature. It's so still... it's so it's still at mashing temperature. So it hasn't got up to the um, hasn't got up to like the hundred degrees that you need for the boiling. No. Um, and what that does is it allows the oils to leak out of the hops before the alpha acids come out, and then they also have time because they're steeping. The idea is that they have time to oxidize into um, more soluble oils because okay. because the the, the Hop oils that give it the aroma and the flavor that you would have for steep and dry hopping are insoluble, so they don't go into the solution. Okay. Um, but allowing them to steep for a little bit longer at that, you know, that sort of temperature allows them to oxidize and become more soluble. Mm. At least that's the information that I've read. Yes. Um, that information very well may be incorrect, <laughs> but we're going to give it a go. Yeah. And uh, I've never tried it before, so... There's a lot of these little brewing nuances that I've found that uh, the science behind it is sound. It makes perfect sense scientifically. Yeah. But what a lot of people are finding out is that uh, with a lot of these issues, it doesn't make a difference to the flavor on the human scale. So yes, like, chemically, yeah. you, you look at the beer and under it, a microscope yeah. and it is different. It's yeah. two different beers doing it one way or the other. But the human palate just cannot tell the difference. Yeah, it's it, um, it's kind of like when people insist on high frame rates on computer games, and it's like, yeah, but your eyes can only see at certain level, yeah. so having a high frame rate doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, the, the science is there and it's correct. Yeah, but it doesn't work because the human body is only capable of so much. Exactly, and um, so working out which ones do make a change is important, and. Uh, a lot of it comes down to experience, which we are experiencing now. Yeah, and yes. you're with us. Hooray! Well, well, that's it. Like this is hopefully the the, the podcast is about about a journey, really, and yes. it's about us trying new things, and hopefully, uh, you know, you guys trying new things. Um, 
and you know report back to us and let us know how things go <laughs> exactly. really um so cal tell me about the grain bill on this ah, right so IPA. the grain bill on this one is it's relatively similar to um you know a lot of pale ales so you know you're not putting in a large amount of special like specialty grains or no. anything like you're not wanting anything to impart too much malt flavor or too much color um so again it's a very maris otter mm. uh, heavy grain bill have we got some over there uh, yes we, yeah we, we, we have i know how you like to nibble on some yes, maris otter. this is delicious so you so you nibble away um yeah so we're going for uh mm. maris otter heavy uh just so that we get that nice base level of malt mm-hmm. we will it's, in previous no previous episodes later in upcoming episodes, episodes yeah. we will delve deeper into a proper malt analysis and that type of thing at yes. the moment we're keeping it very light well we just we want to try and keep things simple so we're progressing through the um through the styles just kind of adding a little bit new every time mm. um so i mean you've tried this three ep- well this will be the third episode in a row now yeah. how are you feeling about marisotto oh, still lovely <laughs> still lovely I could, just sit, I could just sit and eat that instead of popcorn. I don't think that's a good idea. As well as popcorn? Yeah, maybe, maybe as well as. Mm. You could have sweet, salted and malt. Yeah, <laughs> malted pop. <laughs> malted. Wait. No, that's probably no, not a good no, no. thing. Um, but yeah, so the next thing uh, the next thing on the grain bill is oats. Mm. Now, oats are a big part of the New England style because that's what imparts a lot of the mouth flavour and a lot of the, oh, he's got the oats there. Mm. Um, so these are malted oats. So again, they're going to add um, to the like the sugar content in the wort. So it's going to give fermentable sugars because it's been malted. Mm. Um, but it should give a much more rounded mouthfeel. It yeah. should make it a lot fuller in yeah, body. Yeah. And um, having having a taste of that, anyone who's eaten a lot of porridge, you're gonna know what you're gonna get there. It's it's um, claggy, claggy. It's thick. <laughs> It, it it is I I can I can envisage how that translates to a thicker mm. mouthfeel yeah, very definitely. easily. Like it's already coated my mouth. It's already just in places that the Marisotta was shying away from. Yes. So I even mean, though this, taste wise they're fairly similar. Um, this is malted oats. This isn't flaked oats. Okay. Okay. So it, it's basically the, the the grain has been crushed but not flattened. So it's not going to look like porridge. Okay. Well, at least the the, 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 the oats won't look like porridge oats. <laughs> uh, they will look more akin to um, any sort of crushed yeah. barley. Yeah, it does. It, it, it Visibly, you can see it looks yes. very similar. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that's in there is wheat. Wheat. Uh, mm. Now, again, I normally in most of my beers, I will put a certain level of flaked wheat into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, again, just to add certain amount of body, but also add head retention, stuff like that to the finished product. But this time around, I'm not using flaked wheat. Again, I'm just using crushed wheat. Um, mm. And that's, it will help with head retention. Uh, it will help with the body. But again, it's just to add more of that mouthfeel. Mm. And, you know, not to just plough it full with oats. Yeah, and, and it does feel different. It's crunchier as well. Not mm. that that changes the uh, the beer much, but... Compared to both of the other two, it is crunchier. What I am also picking up is just a hint of that uh, banana-y sort of wheat beer sweetness that you get um, mm. specifically with, with wheat beers. Um, yes, yeah, which which will definitely ha- help with the, the, the fruitiness and help yeah. with that sort of... I mean, we keep using the word... Well, I keep using the word dank, but it's not... Like, like dank, it's not like dank not in as in... in hot terms. Yeah, it's, it's not... 
It's not dank as in like a sweaty t-shirt. No, it's dank as in like a filthy puddle. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I hope it doesn't taste like a filthy puddle when it's done. Um, yeah. So that's that is pretty much our grain bill. So yeah. it is mm. marisotta, oats, and wheat. Yeah, it's going to be um, sweet. It's going to be mm, lovely. It, yeah, it's going to be real full. And then after that, like my screen is just full of hops. <laughs> I've had a I've, I've had a little peek. You have to scroll down pretty far Hopsy to get to the Hops bottom of the McHopson list. Hopson is what this is going to be. Yeah. So like the, the like the plan is to just get some first water hops in there. There is no early edition hops, so there's no 60 minute boil hop going no. in and then everything after that is flame out, so steep hops. Yeah. So that's once the boil is finished, going to turn the power off. You know, the kettle elements won't be getting anything in. I'm going to drop the temperature down to 80 degrees. Yeah. And then I'm going to bang in loads of hops. At 80 uh, degrees. At, at 80 degrees. And I'm going to let that sit. Okay. For about 20 minutes. 20 minutes, with, okay. With yeah. the hops in. Uh, then the hops will be removed. I'll chill it down, bang mm. it into the fermenter, add the yeast. And I'll get onto the yeast in a moment. And then... During primary fermentation, so about two days into primary fermentation, mm. we will add another load of dry hops. Yeah. So that is the first lot of the dry hopping, but during primary fermentation. Yeah, which does some really weird things to the to the chemistry. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fascinating. Normally, with dry hopping, you add them in post-fermentation. So the beer is finished. The beer is done. It's done its thing. And then you add extra hops to give more hop flavor. Yeah. But adding them in during fermentation, the yeast actually changes a lot of the particles in the hops themselves. And you end up with a much murkier, hazier beer, which, it, since it's a New England IPA, is it's more much what than we're going for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, desirable. Uh, but also, it, it tends to shift a lot of the uh, flavor particles in it a lot of a lot of the fruit flavors get sort of nudged over one bit to the left almost it like so it 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 does end up with it being in theory much more fruity and rounded and and less of that sort of floral and uh piney yes notes apparently i i've never done uh sort of high krausen Dry hopping. No, no, of us. So it, it, it is, uh, well, you know, we've got first first water hopping going on. We've got uh, primary fermentation mm. hopping going on, which, again, I've never really done before. I normally wait till fermentation is finished before I even think about dry hopping. Um, yeah, same. And that will be happening as well. So there will be a second load of, a second load of dry hops going oh, yeah. in after primary fermentation. So it's just like, so get, boom, loads ooh, of hops. All the flavors of everything. Yeah. So like, it, like, like not only are we getting, um, you know, large quantities of different hops in there um it's going to be large quantities of the same hop going in several times yeah um now the reason i've gone for such a, an array of different hops i think there's probably five different hops going into this um <laughs> now now right tell me yeah. about it but that's mainly because i didn't want to just buy like a boatload of two hops and then just do it all with two hops um, yeah, I can understand. So, that. like, you know, to split it up to get the high quantity mm. of dry hopping, I wanted five different hops, so I didn't have to add in so much of just one. That that was my thinking yeah. behind it, and plus that will result in a, a very balanced 
well, maybe not balanced, but more balanced hop flavor than if you just use two. If you just use two, it would still have a depth of flavor to it. Yes. But it would be a bit spikier in certain yes, areas. Yeah. Like certain hops do have a lot more of, of one sort of flavor protein than yeah. others. And yeah. um, there are, obviously there are some hops that are very well balanced in and of themselves and they're amazing for single hopping. But having five different hops is going to blur those lines out a lot oh, more definitely. and make it more rounded and less identifiably one thing or another, but just lovely and juicy and round. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I, c- I can give you a quick rundown of the hops that I've got in there. Go for um, it, quick. Okay, so we've got Alicana, Motueka, Amarillo, Mosaic, Citra, and yeah. That's it. Okay, that was five. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah I stopped was counting. <laughs> it was it was everything I got. I was just scrolling down my list to make sure I hadn't snuck another one in. Okay, but um, they're, they're from all around the globe as well. They, yeah, really yeah gotta... they're, they're from all over, but I picked, you know, particularly uh, fruity, um, you know, aiming for that that area. Mm. Um, so, you know, hopefully they should work out reasonably well. Um, I've also went for uh, Vermont Ale Yeast. Okay. Um, so that gives... Uh, fruity esters, yeah. Um, you know, it, again, it's it's a full body yeast. Yeah. It accentuates those um, those fruit flavors. Yeah, and uh, presumably fermenting that at really high to yes, exactly. to emphasize those flavors even yeah. further. Yeah, so that should be really good. Uh, and one thing we are doing um, on top of what we've done before, other than you know first water hopping, but mm. we're doing a water treatment. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, which I don't have much experience in. No, so the uh, the the idea behind that is um, with the the water that we've got here in Reading, um, the sulf I think there's a sulfate and the chlorides are real low, mm. and you want reasonably high um, sulfate and chloride levels for uh, IPAs and things like that. So uh, I, I do believe it's a high chloride level helps accentuate malt character okay. and the high sulfate helps accentuate the hop character, the yeah, fruitiness yeah. from the hops. Um, so I've went for a slightly higher sulfate than I have chloride to help accentuate the fruity side of the yeah. hops. Because I think in uh, Reading it's like 22 parts per million for both chloride and sulfates within our water, uh, okay. tap, natural tap water. Um, and realistically you're wanting within like a hundred to three hundred parts per million oh, right. of chloride so and sulfate, we're, we're so well we're real below. low. Uh, yeah. So it takes a certain yeah, level yeah. of uh, water chemistry to help, kind of yeah. get up to those numbers. And again, it might not necessarily be totally noticeable, but we will find out. Yeah, the um, the water here is very hard as well. Yes, uh, does that change things for your brew? Uh, well, I, I, like I've I've had my water tested um, and I've been given, you know add this to your beer or add this to the liquor uh the water for that you're going to be brewing with if you want to brew this style of beer add this to it uh to the grain if you want to brew this style of beer mm. um which helps really break it down so it means that i don't have to do any of the complicated chemistry myself i just follow the water report that i've got and tweak it a little bit okay um so yeah i mean that that does affect it and it is our water is perfect for certain styles Mm. but it's not good for other styles dark beers it tends to do quite well with yes yeah well like anything sort of like old english yeah london based because yeah london porters yeah yeah because that was the water that they were brewing with anyway yeah well i mean maybe not this tap water but you know 
Close enough. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is, that is I'd like to say, a brief rundown of what the style is and our <laughs> brewing. Um, but, yeah. So, I dank mean, dank and juicy. Yeah. I, they, we've ran on a little bit with oh, this, actually. Um, but, you know, I think it's been more informative because it's it's very different and there's much more in this brew. Um, yeah than we've had before and the style because it's new to us is slightly more interesting at least for me anyway yeah anyway um so yeah beer ye beer ye it's time for the beer news or something like that yeah. we'll keep it brief this week because we what rambled be- on what beer news you got for me well so uh last week those of you that have been paying attention i haven't really but there <laughs> was the camera agm where there were a few controversial topics one of which was, uh, as we mentioned last episode about the uh, the small brewery beer duty, camera mm. voted officially not to support that, which is good. Yep. Uh, but they also had a bit of an issue with whether or not to change their remit into accepting beers other than cla- uh, cask conditioned. Oh, God. How did that go? Yeah. Interesting. So they, I, there's a lot of ins and outs, and basically they needed 75% of their camera membership to vote in the AGM. No, they needed 75% of the people who voted in the AGM to vote for that motion. And it was, I believe it was 72.6 or 72.8, something like that. So quite a lot of people were really keen on accepting kegged beer. Not necessarily specifically kegged, but just expanding it outside of just cask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Shame. it just wasn't enough. There's and so many good beers out there that aren't in casks. Yeah, and there's there's so many decent styles that yeah you might find it on cask, but they're not as good as when they've been kegged. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, that's the way it is. Yeah, but then vice versa, there are some styles that you literally just they're disgusting on keg yes, and cask. Yeah. They're and, lovely. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's it. Like it, I uh, I understand where they're coming from. I would like them. Personally, I, I think it would be better if they expanded out just so that they were campaigning for good beer. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just for cask. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure as as time goes on, you know, like things will change because, you know, they inevitably do. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's, yeah. That, that was a brief rundown of that. It was it was very good. So. Now, on that news, I yes. quite fancy a beer. Ooh, Should we, we have, have a beer? Yeah, we could have a beer, couldn't we? Okay, so first up here, I've just gone and got back from the fridge. It is by Eight Arch, and it looks like it's a collaboration with a pub called the Tipsy Pig. It is called Dainty, and it is a New England pale ale, but it is quite weak. It's only four point eight percent. Interesting. Well, I think I think the one amber is probably aiming for around about that, maybe five point one. But what do you think? What do you think? Oh my God! It's so fruity. There's there's quite a lot Whoa. of big tropical yeah. notes on the nose there. Uh, um, I'm getting like pineapple, mango, some like tangerine in there. Mm. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm going in. I'm You're going, going in, in for yeah. a little sip. All right. Whilst he's doing that, I will say on the back of the bottle, they haven't gone into the specific grain bill, but they have mentioned uh, barley, wheat, and oats, so they got that bit covered. What do you think? That is juicy. Yeah. That is real juicy. It's got um. Oh, some there's some definite like bitterness at the end. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's there's a there's a flavour there that I'm finding it hard to hard to pin down though. There's definitely they've definitely used a hop. 
Mm. They were just giving it not a flavour I was expecting, though. It's got that almost uh, sort of fizzy sweet flavour, but without the fizz. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's very sort of sugary, sweet, mm. fruity. Lots but that, of but that bitterness notes. is really like the the bitterness is at the end. It's mm. it. I mean, that's you know, it's come from the dry hopping. No, I'm getting some piney stuff as well. There, there is some of that. Yeah, not too much. And it is, it is real hazy. Yeah, yeah, you can't like, argue with that. No. Yeah, we normally start with the description, but you know they they're all going to look like this. <laughs> yeah, today. exactly. They're all going to be a hazy pale ale. Mm. In so, fact, actually, we'll let you know if it's not hazy. Yeah. If Otherwise, any of them aren't hazy, we'll give you a shout. But yeah. I'd be very surprised if they weren't. Um, <sighs> how are you feeling about that? Yeah. No, I could drink this. There, there is. I that, mean, you are drinking. Yeah. No, there is that dank edge to it that's not quite the finish, but it's not quite the start. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just a dankness that like goes all the way through. Mm. I th- I feel like the flavor is delicious. the The aroma leads it me to expect that it's going to be a lot fruitier than it is yeah the 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 aroma is more promising than the taste the taste isn't bad no it's very nice but the aroma i think is better yeah maybe i should breathe in while i'm drinking uh and choke to death (laughs) i mean you could try it give it a go nah i think i might give that a miss um (laughs) oh god mike's tried it he's dead yeah he's he's back he's back um yeah, so I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy if I'd made that, and uh, I presume Eight Arch are happy. Yeah, with yeah, dainty. yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. I, I do like the artwork on the bottle, though. Yeah, uh, a, it's a hippo, a hippo in a tutu. In a tutu. Yeah, yeah doing. Um, I don't do ballet, so I'm not even going to attempt to try and guess the name of whatever um, it's doing. I believe it's the letter I. Oh right, yeah, because that's how ballet clearly works. It's yes. Just, oh, what what shape are they doing? Well, I know YMCA was ballet, wasn't it? That was. No. Oh. No, and you're the music one of the two of us. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Should we get another one? Um. Yeah, I think that's probably not a bad idea. What have we got now, then, Cal? Well, uh, this is unwind new england pale ale by unbarred and it's a collaboration with forest road brewing yeah like it's it's a big can they've 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 done well with it yeah it's a big full-size big full-size can so we've got enough Mm. to share out and already um wow what's the percentage on this where are we at uh ah 5.6 percent so it's uh you know the percentage is increasing Yeah. Um, yeah you know how's it smelling it is smelling fresh yeah it's it's got that real almost like weedy uh fresh 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 hop smell to it oh it does smell good or, doesn't it you're almost like bag of hops you've just opened them there you go again it's hazy i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> talk about that i said i wouldn't <laughs> okay don't i will it's hazy oh how's the flavor oh i that that is very very different to what i was expecting with how fresh that aroma oh, wow. was, compared to how just sweet, uh, vanilla-y almost like rounded malt. Yeah, like, like the like real hoppy on the nose, but I wouldn't say very hoppy in no, the no. in the taste. And and it doesn't f- taste like they've um, there's not as much mouthfeel. There's not as much body. It tastes a lot thinner. 
I yeah. think. Well, I say a lot thinner. It definitely tastes thinner than Less the last beer. pulpy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it. so on the back of the can here, it doesn't really tell us very much. It just says contains barley, and then in brackets, glutens, hops, and yeast. So it doesn't say mm. anything about oats. So they might not have that sort of big, chunky oat. No, they might not have put any oats or any wheat in it, mm. um, which would, you know... Lead me to think. Things. Well, it would. It would lead me to think that that's probably why it doesn't have as mm. much um, as much body and as much mouthfeel. But saying all that, I would be happy if you just strapped some underneath my nose, just underneath my nose, and I yeah. went around all day smelling that. Just like a small, like mustache shelf, yeah, full of that. Yeah, I wouldn't need to drink any of it. No, you just just, just sit and smell it all day. It mm-hmm. does smell real good, mm. and it is it is very pleasant. It's. Not that New England pills aren't refreshing, but I think this one is much more refreshing. At that percentage, I wouldn't say it's sessionable, but no. it does taste like it should be. Yeah. Like, this would be brilliant on, like, a like a hot summer's afternoon, sat outside of a pub, and you're just wanting a thirst quencher. Yeah. Like, that would be spot this on. Is, yeah, it's a, it's a Tuthards. Mm. It's not a one-third sit and sip over two hours. It's, no. a, it's a Tuthards. Yeah, like you, like, you could gobble that down real quick. Mm. And we are. Yes, but yeah, no, I like that. That's um, it's good. It is a good contrast um between dainty. I think mm, I'm gonna have another sip of dainty. Just Go on, the other get, get yourself involved. We could do beer cocktail and just mix it all together. At Don't the end you and see what dare! <laughs> Sometimes people like to do that. I've seen it on Facebook. Mm. I've seen people doing that sort of thing. Yeah, you get you get a lot more of the um, masking uh, from the from the other beer. What's it called again? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's called Unwind, Un, New, Unwind. Oh, 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 Unwind Nipa, or okay. New England IPA. So the Unwind is masking a lot of the fruit flavours that were easily identifiable in the dainty. And you, you're you picking up a almost like floral Christmas that wasn't there before. Oh, I'm going to have a go. Mm. Let's see if I can pick the, up this floral Christmas. Also, You said Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. 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 Crisp. 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 Yes. Yeah, not Christmas. No. But, uh, yeah, it, it's always interesting trying beers in a different order and seeing what else you pick up. Oh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. That bitterness still comes through right at yeah. the end, though, which uh, the Unwind doesn't have. No. Like, that. that is, you know, I, I, have they even put on the IBUs? Oh, come on, God. Have they even put the IBUs? Have they even come put on. the IBUs on here? And the answer is no. No. No, they haven't. But that's because I'm thinking it has none. No. So, but I, I do, at least very low. I do like that that sweet, smooth, easy, as I say, almost vanilla-y yeah. roundness to it. No, I, do, I, 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 think, I think they're both very nice. They're very different. Mm. Like, considering they're both the same mm. style of beer. Is it time for a third one? Um, I mean, I can't think of a good reason not to try another one. To the fridge. To the fridge! Oh, but before I go and get that beer, you've got another podcast, haven't you, Cal? I do, yeah. Me, uh, me and Chris do a podcast. I think, I think we've got a trailer kicking about here somewhere. Oh, shoot. I'll, just, I'll, I'll bang yeah. that on. Yeah, listen to that. Go yeah. on, then. In a world that appears to make no linear sense, there's a time-travelling rabbit with an important agenda. What is it? No one knows. But it has something to do with basketball. Welcome to a reality where a famous pig actor turned despotic leader rules with an iron fist, and a psychopathic duck may be our only hope for salvation. Welcome to the Tooniverse. The Space Jam Continuum is a show where two brave souls attempt to create a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. 
Looney Tunes, from 1937 all the way to Space Jam. Why? Because in an era where all people want is a cinematic universe and reboots of old cartoons, we're the only ones with a resolve to combine the two. So join us every Wednesday as we explore the depths of the Tooniverse, slowly clawing our way ever closer to the 1996 classic. That's the Space Jam Continuum, every Wednesday at kaiju.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and we advise you start at the beginning. It's a good idea. Well, what you got there? Right, the third and final beer today is from... uh, It's either Boutillier or Boutilliers or something like that. They're based in Kent. I've had some of their beers before and they're very nice. Yeah. Uh, It is called Teenage Lakes. Okay. And they've dubbed it an old England IPA rather than a New England IPA. Old England IPA now, is it? Yeah. Basically, what they've done is they've made a New England IPA, but they've only used English hops. Interesting. Yeah. Now, English wonder- hops aren't renowned for being... For being totally tropical. No. Far <laughs> <laughs> from it. But what is also really good is... They've put the IBUs on the side. They put the IBUs <laughs> on it. I don't know if you've seen Boutillier bottles before. I haven't. They've got the entire recipe as a bar chart on the lab- label itself. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, God. They've got Goldings in there. Weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I'm Pilsner Mold. So yeah, they've they've got Marisotta, they've got that Pilsner. That is a Marisotta heavy. I can I don't even have to look. I can feel how far that bar chart goes. Yeah, yeah. It's as as labelling goes. It's fantastic. Yeah. So like, like five like, out of five for that. Yeah, like that. That is brilliant. Like Marisotta, Pilsner Malt, Oats, Wheat, and Munich. Mm. Uh, and Pilsner Malt is a lot higher than the Oats, the Wheat, or the Munich put together. Yeah. In fact. Um, what else have we got on there? Target, Bullion, Goldings, Northern Brewer, Ernest, and Olicana. Yeah. So. Well, you've got Olicana. I have. The Goldings is an odd choice, I think. Hmm. I don't... I mean, I haven't tried it yet. I've looked at it. Yeah. And it's... Oh, God, is that... It looks like pineapple it juice. It does look like pineapple juice, you, yeah. You, like, like pineapple juice that you get out of, like, those bottles from the pub. Yes. It's just... It's recently been shaken. Yeah. It's like, been... Yeah, like, like a freshly shaken bottle of pineapple juice is what it looks like. There are... Does it smell like a freshly shaken well, bottle of pineapple juice? let's have a go. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It smells odd. Mine's got bits in. Yeah, mine is, uh, like, big chunks of yeast. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that. No, I'm going to try and sip it rather than guzzle it. Right, rather than gulp it down. I might sip it through a yeah. sieve. Now, I, 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 I don't mind haziness. Big lumps of yeast I may try and avoid, but, you know, as we're trying this style, I'm going to give it a go. Mike has just tasted it, though. Yeah. Do, do I want to get in? You want to try it. Okay, hold on. It's not at all like I would expect a New England IPA to be. I'm not getting much on the nose. No. Like, really... At all, it's not. It's not at all like your your standard style. It's something altogether. Like they they've definitely got dank. That's that's first and foremost. Oh, that is dank and sweet. Mm. But no, no tropical. Not really. Oh, there's a big lump of yeast on the side of my glass there. Yeah, splat that. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, could, I, I could take that and regrow it. Yeah, make not, your own. Oh, I'm not going to. Um, yeah. So that's. If I was to give that a name. I'd call that an old English IPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done a good job of brewing what they said. Yeah, they've they've nailed it. Um, that does not fall in, other than the fact it's murky. Yeah, I wouldn't put that in with the other two. <clears throat> like, if if if, mm. if I was judging, and like someone went, okay, 
So here's a load of different beers. Put them in the style that you think they are. This would not go into that category. It would no. not go in the same category as those two. No. Those two would go together. This one is... This is an outlier, definitely. It's got enough malt behind it and also a little bit more bitterness to, I think, be considered a bit more like a classical IPA. Yeah. With that sort of West Coast style, almost, if it wasn't so absolutely filthy, hazy. Yeah. That's it's different. It's it's yeah. I mean I like it but I don't I don't like it in the same way that I like New England IPAs because no. it's it's just not. It that, that that to me isn't but there again they haven't actually said that that's what it is. They said it's an old England IPA. Yeah. So I mean they've played it safe on that one. They've invented <laughs> their own style and then they've made a beer. Yeah, no one, no one can, uh, no one can dispute yeah. that that is. Uh, no one can say, "Oh, they've made a bad New England pale ale," because that's not what they were trying to do. They're trying to make an old England pale ale. No, I, 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 I see where they're going. Ah, it is nice. It, it is nice, but it's a swing and a miss for a New England pale ale, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I think it is. Like, it is a nice beer, but if I wanted New England pale ale, I wouldn't be going for that. No, and. They're, as much as they've called it an Old England Pale Ale, they are plumbing for that mm. New England what's Pale the, Ale. What's the date on the bottle? Do you know? Have, is is it particularly... Have they put, oh, there you go. Uh, best before, 31st of the 9th, 2018. Okay, so it's not super on the shelf. No, no. I mean, old. the thing is, like, obviously, with, like, with this style, um, you're wanting... You know, you wanted it real fresh because you just want that hops. Yeah. What is interesting on on the on the um, on the back here? It's a New England style IPA brewed with 100% UK hops, mega murky body with super smooth, punchy red berry flavors throughout. So they've mm. went for red berry. Um, you know, sort of like a more traditional English yeah fruit. Because you sometimes then, get sort of blackberries and yeah, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, yeah. like that, 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 that sort of area. Rather than going for the full tropical like mango, mm. pineapple, um, you know, all that sort of thing. So they haven't went for the the sort of sweet and citrusy end of things. They've went mm. for the more um, earthy berry sort of flavors, uh, which is yeah, which is I mean, with that in mind, how is it? With that in mind, like, like without the fact yeah. that they're going for tropical, it's still not bursting with flavour. It's it's still not one that you sip and go, "Wow, that's surprised me." The uh, mouth feels there, though. Yeah, yeah. That that it's, like it's like it's it's in your mouth. You like you are aware it's there. It doesn't hide the booziness too well. It does no. It doesn't hide the booziness too well. And like again, the the hop flavours that I'd expect from a New England pale ale aren't really coming through the mm. aroma isn't really there all right it's a nice beer but i don't think it falls well within this category personally no five out of five for the label and five out of five for being the most hazy of the three yeah i mean it is a nice beer i yeah. would drink that and i will and am <laughs> I, I in past, that order <laughs> past tense future tense and now tense? I don't Present. Know. That'll do, present tense. Yeah. There we go. Um, good thing I've got somebody here who understands English language. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, well, we've we've drank a lot of beers. Yeah. 
we've we've talked about a lot of different beers. Uh, there is only one more Ooh, beer left to try. Just one more beer. And that's the wart. How's it tasting? Ooh, very nice. 